yo good morning nashville good morning nashville man peace to the city and peace to the planet excited nashville to be a part of a new month with you guys you know nashville it's a new month so that means with the podcast it's a new season on the black man vent 2 podcast good morning nashville have you heard a black man vent today excited to be with you guys on today, my name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog. And we're just thankful again on Monday morning to just be able to present again another show, another another avenue of content, man, to help us as black men be better, man. Because you know that's that's our whole gist, Nashville. We want to uplift the black male and, and you know and give the black male some attention sometimes you know how it is ladies y'all like attention well men like attention also so yeah. this is our way of getting our attention <laughs> most definitely nashville but again man business first we won't keep the intro long today because we have a great exclusive episode for you guys yes. nashville on yes. today but first things first we want to thank everybody man each and every oh, one man. of you guys for joining yeah. us this past friday for the nashville black marketing yeah, man. man shout out to yeah. uh, carlos party if he's listening thank y'all man for again tapping in and tuning in to the black man vent podcast by buying some merch mm-hmm. yeah man and you know it was a great event man i i remember back in the day man when i first came to nashville i'm gonna tell my age but it was early it was a couple couple uh decades ago when i first came to nashville man and uh we used to go to the flea market man and it was uh it was nice you know you had vendors down there and stuff from other cultures different phases or whatever but man this was all of our people man all the black people man were gathered man and it had to be at least four five maybe five six hundred people that came through that thing man and i'm talking about it was such a peaceful event man and like my son said also we thank everybody for coming and spending time with us man and did a couple of interview live interview with some cats man and and just got a chance to have a lot of uh conversation with some brothers and sisters man about what we was trying to do and what we was trying to present most of all my whole gist out of that whole thing that went down was there was no casualties nobody got to fighting I didn't hear no gunshots. I didn't even hear no firecrackers, man. So it was all good, man. Just a great event, man. Yeah, man. It was just good to see black people being black. You know what I'm saying? And just just enjoying the 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 experience that the Nashville Black Market brought. So mm-hmm. Nashville, again, we want to thank you guys, man, for supporting us in that. And also, again, this is a new season, but yes. we do have an exclusive episode on today, Nashville. The last two exclusive episodes were with Judge Joe Brown himself and Chad Lawson Cooper. So this guy that we got in front of us after our segment break, we guarantee you it's a reason why he's an exclusive brother on the Black Man Ventu podcast. So Nashville, again, we want to thank you guys for joining us, man. This is an exclusive ep- exclusive episode. As we get into our new season, Nashville, I will tell you guys that our new season is dedicated to music and entertainment. Music and entertainment in a black man. But mm-hmm. today's episode, is an exclusive yeah. with an exclusive brother on an exclusive podcast being <laughs> the black man been to podcast yeah. good morning happy fourth to everybody that is listening to us make sure you like share and subscribe to all of our platforms nashville after this sponsor ship segment break we'll get right into the exclusive episode and exclusive content on this monday morning nashville have you heard a black man vent today And just like that, Nashville, just like that, man, we're back. We're back. Good morning to you guys again. Happy 4th to all. Nashville, again, this is your favorite podcast on Monday morning, the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Good morning, Nashville. Have you heard a Black Man Vent today? Exclusive episode, man. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Y'all mm-hmm. ain't excited. Something wrong with y'all. I'm excited. We had an exclusive episode with an exclusive brother yeah. on an exclusive podcast on today. But I will mention, guys, that the month of July, we will focus on music and entertainment. We will get a lot of the Nashville uh, local artists, rappers, producers, uh, things of that nature, and try to get them onto the podcast to vent about the music and entertainment industry mm-hmm. on Black Man Vent 2. But today, we've had, again, Judge Joe Brown, exclusive. Chad Lawson Cooper, exclusive. My good brother in front of me, Reggie D. Ford major exclusive if you don't know him we're gonna get to learn about him today tell him nashville man. Tell have him. you heard tell him man. a black man been today let's get into it man reggie d ford is the founder and president of rose creek wealth management a financial service firm 
that provides investment management and financial planning strategies for affluent and high net worth individuals and businesses. Reggie is also the author of the best-selling book, Perseverance Through Severe Dysfunction, Mm. Breaking the Curse of Intergenerational Trauma as a Black Man in America. Reggie holds his bachelor's degree in economics from Vanderbilt University Mm -hmm. and his master's degree in accountancy from the Owen Graduate School of Management at Vanderbilt University. Reggie has been recognized as one of Nashville's Black 40 Under 40, as well as Nashville's Business Journal's 40 Under 40. He was also nominated for Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2020. And excuse me, he was he was also nominated for Forbes 30 Under 30. And in 2020, Reggie was featured in the top 100 people in Finance Magazine. Come on, man. Reggie delivers keynote speeches on various topics ranging from business and finance concepts to discussions about mental health and wellness and social justice. From a community perspective, Reggie serves on the board of several nonprofit organizations with a focus on healthcare, wellness, and childhood development, education, and empowerment. He is also a certified yoga instructor <laughs> and leads all inspiring classes for people of all backgrounds. Naturally, he enjoys traveling, cooking, reading, practicing yoga, and spending time with family and friends. Mm-hmm. Reggie lives in Nashville with his wife, Katie, mm-hmm. and their dog, Rosie. Speaking engagements that uh, Mr. Ford has been involved in, he's uh, spoke at the Goodwill Industries, Vanderbilt University, Florida Atlantic University. He's spoken for the Epilepsy Foundation, Montgomery Bell Academy, University School of Nashville, oh, yeah. Metro Nashville Public School. Man, the man's list goes on and on and on and on. He's been featured in USA Today, Forbes, ESPN and smart business deal makers. Mm-hmm. Nashville man, that is our guy Reggie D. Ford. Yeah. He is an author, advisor, advocate, and activist. Without further ado, presenting to some and introducing to others, my good brother, Mr. Reggie D. Ford. Boss man, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I'm mm-hmm. here with y'all. I can't complain. This is a this is a blessing to be here. With yes, y'all. sir. So thank you, I'm man. I'm doing great. Thank you for that. Man, thank man, thank you for coming, man. Yeah. And the whole bio that I just read in Nashville, find that on <laughs> ReggieD4.com. Mm-hmm. Man, make sure y'all go check my guy's website out and show him some love. But brother, welcome to the Black Man Fit Two Podcast, man. It's, yeah, it's it's an exciting feeling to have you, man. And I just want to just go ahead and open the floor to you, man. Let mm-hmm. Nashville know why you are an exclusive brother, man. <laughs> Tell Nashville your story. Tell them, man. man Tell just, just enlighten us, man, on who Reggie D. Ford is and what you have for it to look to into your future. Yeah, man. I mean, you covered a lot in that bio, but I think one thing to point out is I'm a Nashville native through and through. So mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's, that's important for me to be here with y'all, knowing y'all Nashville background and okay. everything else. And so this mm-hmm. is for the city right here. Yeah, yes, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I grew up born and raised, so I, I was raised on the east side. Um, and that was before it was as cool as it is to be. Well, it was cool for us, but it wasn't right. a gentrified mm. place to be, right? Mm, right. And, uh, you know, my mom, my, my dad, they were young when they had me. Mm. My mom was 14 years old when she had me. My wow. dad was, he was 17 or 18 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that comes with a lot of a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you got kids yeah. raising kids, not to mention you know, my grandparents weren't even in their 30s. Some mm. of my grandparents weren't even in their 30s when I was there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got this whole, you know, line of people having babies when they're still babies, mm. trying to understand life when they still, yeah, man. you know, going through and, and, and teaching a kid how to how to come up. Mm-hmm. So I was dealing with a lot of that. And, you know, with that also comes poverty. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of violence at the house. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you know, I I, you know, I got scars on my body and things before I can even remember because yeah. that's just how how it was coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, one thing my mom, she always she always stressed the importance of education for me. Mm-hmm. Always stressed the importance mm-hmm. of education because my mom and my dad both brilliant. Mm-hmm. They're like both smart and mm-hmm. can look at stuff, analyze stuff really quickly, diagram it, and but they they unfortunately didn't get the opportunity to graduate from high school Mm -hmm. so my mom knew you know if if, if for this boy me to get out of this situation and make Mm -hmm. something of himself uh i want education to be a part of that yeah that's a huge part of it and so she pushed me so by the time i was i was starting kindergarten Mm -hmm. 
I knew everything I needed to move on to first grade. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, starting that early and being ahead, it just it's a it's a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Right. You get put in the advanced classes early on because right. I could do all of this stuff that mm-hmm. they were expecting me to finish, you know, a whole year from then. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and and so that was something I saw early on where school just came easy for me. Yeah. School came easy for me. And so that helped me progress along my way. Um I I ended up um, doing so well. I got. I was in this program called Backfield in Motion. Mm-hmm. Backfield mm-hmm. in Motion. I remember that, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Man, so mm-hmm. uh, that's where I first got the opportunity to play organized football. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, poor. We we couldn't. We didn't have transportation to get to and from the games. I couldn't right. buy the equipment. Right. Backfield right. in Motion was like, we're gonna give you all of that. That's right. Come that's up right. to the center. So I'll go mm-hmm. up to South yep. Inglewood mm-hmm. every day. I'm, yep. I'm doing tutoring and I'm. Uh, playing playing football, mm-hmm. and through the tutoring sessions, I got recognized. Right, these the the, the tutors and the teachers that were helping out were from Montgomery Bell Academy, mm-hmm. across the across the river from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they recognized that I had this potential in the classroom, that I was gifted, I had a positive attitude, I was always working to mm-hmm. get better. Mm-hmm. And you know, through that program, opened up this whole world for me mm-hmm. to go to this school that I never thought imaginable i didn't even know anything about private school i didn't know people mm. paid to go to school right right and on yeah. the high school right. levels and middle school yeah. levels yeah like people are yeah. paying to go to school yeah and, like, yeah everybody i know getting free lunch <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. So, exactly exactly and so it was just a whole nother world for me. but um you know I, I ended up at that school and it was it was one of the biggest shocks for me mm-hmm. I started in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And so coming from out east, we ended up moving to Antioch and bouncing around a little bit before I started NBA. So I've been around the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but starting in the eighth grade, I was I, I was I was waking up, you know, what am I getting myself into? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know none of these kids. Mm-hmm. All these kids have most of them have grown up with each other. They yeah. they've gone to school with each other and everything. And so I'm the odd man out one because I'm new. They all, you know, they all been together in two because I'm black. Mm-hmm. And I started mm-hmm. off the only black kid in my class. Wow, man. Coming wow. from the hood. Wow, right? man. And so, wow. you know, it, a lot of people liken it to um, the hate you give mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or All-American. Mm-hmm. The show All-American, the football show. So, yeah. like, that, th- those two shows are kind of like a combination of what I was going through at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And, again, school that was a breeze for me. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the right. education piece was a breeze for me, but socially, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. going yeah. through it. Yeah. Going through it because one, on one side, I was coming from the hood and so people in the hood was like, oh, he traded on us. Mm-hmm. He went uh-huh. over there to that other school. Mm-hmm. He, uh-huh. You know, and then on this side, I'm the poor black kid that's showing up who mm-hmm. affirmative action or, or, yeah, or yeah, he getting yeah. scholarship money yeah. or whatever uh-huh. so the, the yeah. story was, right? And so I'm in the middle, like, I'm just trying to be a kid. Right, know? right, right. Right, right. And yeah. do what I've always been told to do, which mm-hmm. is you know, get the education, go on, do better things, do great mm-hmm. things, right? So uh, dealing with a lot of it, I was in between a lot of that, which I just, I just focused all on school and ball mm-hmm. right. so i played football i played basketball i ran track and that was where i focused everything on right and uh it ended up you know as, as hard as it was socially for me because there was there was what most of us would assume with the overt racism mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i will snap with somebody called me boy yeah. right mm-hmm. or or you know any kind of animal yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i was in eighth grade when i got one of the worst and it 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 wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't any physical harm that was done, but it was like, oh my God, the emotional harm mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. done was so so heavy. Mm-hmm. The kid came up to me and said, Hey Reggie, you wanna hear a joke? I'm like, man, I don't know. What kind of joke mm-hmm, you tell me? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a black man or a black person and a bag of shit? The bag. And so oh, yes. Wow. Taking, oh, taking oh, the oh. black person and saying you are you are equivalent oh. to waste. Wow. Yeah, you are equivalent to waste. I'm not even gonna call yeah. you a monkey. I'm calling you shit. Yeah, wow. man. And I'm like, damn, yeah. Yeah. A, a jokingly, yeah. right? And yeah. then other people yeah. chirping. And you supposed to be all right with I'm that. I'm supposed to be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because if be I all right with if that. I go hit him, yeah, yeah. I'm the angry black kid. Yeah, I just exactly. out of school, exactly. and I can't go back to no private school. It took a lot of fortitude for you to be able to take that, man. It took look. 
It's your way because I don't got mad just hearing it. Man, I was, right? I'm just gonna say I didn't yeah. laugh. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. So, I didn't laugh. No, either. It was no, no yeah. laughs on my Yeah, exactly. Ears, right, and so that 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 showed me the mindset that some people could have. Mm-hmm. Right, not mm-hmm. that everybody had that. Mm-hmm. Not no, not everybody carried that hatred in their heart. Right. Um, but this one person did, which means they might have been taught that from somewhere. Come on now. And then some other people chuckled. So now, okay. Yeah. There's multiple people who feel this way. Uh feel that that's good, uh, uh, you know, appropriate Mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. So dealing with that, you know, that was, that was every day. It was what they call microaggression. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We we can talk about that. Yeah. I hate that term. Because mm-hmm. ain't nothing micro about it. No, no, no. Right. It, 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 it might be micro to the person that came up with that terminology. Right. But when you're going right. through it, it's oh, not yeah, micro. Yeah. yeah. When you're going through it, it, it is everyday uh, shots at your your identity, just right. who you are. Right. No matter how, how big or how small it is, it then it starts to be a huge deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And and so I go to therapy and I'm I would tell everybody, go to therapy. When you happy, when you sad, when you angry, when you mad, go to therapy. It's the best thing I've ever done in my Come life. Come on, man. Right? Come on, man. I sit in, I, I was in a therapy session one time and my, my therapist was telling me, you know, we're going through childhood stuff, childhood trauma and different things, and was saying how um, the emotional pain that we feel, our bodies don't know, our minds don't know the difference between that hit mm-hmm. and that pain that I got from that word that mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while that hit or scar or bruise mm-hmm. will heal, that emotional stuff sticks with it us sticks. in our brain. Yes, so right. True. Yes. So when you yeah. tell me it's micro, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just staying with me. Family. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but it's supposed to be yeah. micro yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Micro, right. But yeah, right. you know, fast forward though, just to get back uh, uh, to the story, I I ended up doing really well at NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, involved in nearly everything on campus. Ended up being um, voted on by the teachers and uh, students as. Gentleman Scholar Athlete mm-hmm. of the Year, mm-hmm. my, sen- my senior year, which is like one of the, high- the it's the motto of the school, mm-hmm. Gentleman right. Scholar Athlete. Okay. That's what everybody's okay. striving toward. Okay. Right. And so I was recognized as that. Yeah. Coming man. from where I came from yeah. and going through all the stuff that I was going through while I was at the school. Yeah. So it was a huge honor for me. Mm-hmm. But when I graduated, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done mm-hmm. with this. Like, mm-hmm. let me, let me get back to something I know. Mm-hmm. And I I had these different offers and, and different opportunities to go different places. Uh, Harvard was knocking on the door, mm, Stanford, wow. mm-hmm. uh, Penn, UPenn, like all these places were knocking on the door. And I was like, I need, I want to be here. I need to be here. Yeah. I was telling myself, I need to be here yeah. for my for my family. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to be here. I had younger siblings, so again, I was I was I was had at a very young age, and mm-hmm. so um, my mom had my sister. 10 years after me and then my brother 15 years after me mm. so i'm seeing them come up they're little they're young mm-hmm. and their fathers aren't in their lives mm. so i'm the positive black male in mm. their life that right. if i go off to boston if i go off to california man i might not come back and i and i, and I don't want them to have this figment of what my brother is yeah. out there like i want them to know i want them right, to see right, i want right. them to be able to ask exactly. me questions and, exactly. and, and right. come cry with me if they need to right right and yeah. so i was like man vandy is the place for me mm-hmm. come on man. vandy is That's the place for me, right good. and i could have went to any school in nashville but i going back to backfield in motion i played my first all-star game in vandy stadium i looked around i was like yeah i'm gonna play yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be back yeah 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 and uh yeah so that's what it was i made up my mind i was going to vandy despite everybody trying to get me to go Ivy League. Mm -hmm. from except except my 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 parents it was more so the school administration coaches all these people that really didn't have uh, they really didn't know where I was coming from, exactly. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and so I had to be there. And then I got two two other brothers on my dad's side, and mm-hmm. I'm the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah. want me to leave when I'm 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 big bro, yeah, I'm big bro, I and I, I don't want to leave, I can't mm-hmm. leave. And so, uh, ended up going to Vandy, uh, and and initially was not gonna play football. Like I, I, it was just, I had a lot of injuries going through high school and I was just like, it's time for me to hang it up. Let me be a regular mm-hmm. student. And uh, I, I I watched a couple practices from the fence. You know, I had my hands on the fence. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> them, and them energies. I got to get back energy, out there. Yeah, that energy. Yeah, yeah. That energy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I was like, I got to get back out there. So mm-hmm. I went to the coaches. I started talking to them and, 
Yeah, right down the road, and, and we had come off of, you know, we we had come off a historic run. We were mm. whooping teams in the city, mm. in the state. We were mm. we were ranked like 19th in the state my junior year, something mm. like that. We we yeah. were, we were good, yeah. and so they knew about us. Mm. Um, and they knew my head coach. They, one of the coaches called my head coach and was like, "We got this kid. Says he played for you." Man, two seconds later, they called me back and was like, he said you one of the best he ever had. Shout out to Daniel McGugan. Wow. Said you mm. one of the best Come on, man. I ever had. And so we wow. want you out here. That's yeah. dope. Man, so the walk-on process with me was like like an invitation almost. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and that was one of the highlights of my height of my college career was mm. being able to play with some of the greatest players that ever come Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you in that SEC, too, man. Oh, yeah. You don't care what nobody man. say. Anybody know me, man, man, I'm always oh, pumping yeah. SEC ball. Oh, man. yeah. That's where it's at, man. Yeah. Saturday, it's a show. Yeah. It's a show. It's a show. And then getting an opportunity to play with James Frank. Like, I yeah. came in under Bobby Johnson, who mm-hmm. loved dearly. Mm-hmm. And then Robbie Caldwell was there for the interim year, who mm-hmm. went on to win some championships with Clemson as a right. line coach. Right. And then James Franklin came in, mm-hmm. turned the whole city around, he did. turned the he culture did. around. He did. And I was like, and I'm playing for a black man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ed Vandy. Young black yeah. man. Ed Vandy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, man. So we all want to run through walls for him. Yeah, exactly. We all want to run through walls. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that was, that was a beautiful experience for mm-hmm. me, man. And, um, you know, but but again, right? I got that. I got that seed in the back of my mind. Education is my key. You know what, Education man? Education is what's gonna get me out of it. And then what I I heard you say that earlier, and I was trying to wait, but since you said it <laughs> yeah. again, I got to die yeah. again, man. I think what's the most one of the most beautiful things that you said is that they did not notice you for a ball, but they noticed you for your mind. Yeah. yeah. And you said they recognize yeah. you for that with that tutorial oh, program, yeah. man. Oh yeah. That's big for me. Just sitting here listening to that because. Yeah. We got to get this across to young black boys, man, that you can excel in life without having a ball or a mic in your hand, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can do it, man, Absolutely. without having either one of them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That And, and, and so, like, I, you hear it all the time with the mm-hmm. NFL guys, with the NBA guys. They'll say, I wasn't even the best person from my hood. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And I wasn't, mm-hmm. right? So when it came to the, the physical part of it, the athletic part of it, I was good. Mm-hmm. But... I'm handing it off to somebody who is taking it for 99 yeah. every time. Right. You know? Like, right. And and but yeah. but there was a difference, right? right? I prioritized my education. Mm-hmm. I showed up every yeah. time and I had this attitude and I was that's what was driving me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah, like and, and one of the worst que- one of the my most hated questions I get when I tell people I went to NBA is uh oh so you play football? That's where they mind. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like you couldn't be over there for like, for yeah. chemistry or, yeah. or yeah. mathematics right. or some yeah. of this other stuff, yeah. man. You I'm know like, what I'm saying? I was like, and a lot of times, depending on who it is, if I'm never gonna me, I'm like, nah, I was, I was the chorus. Uh, yeah. I was in the chorus. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> I tell them something like that. You know, I, I was in theater. I was on the yeah. debate team. Yeah. Right. Know, I tell them something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if it's somebody, I'm like, yeah, but like I happen to be, yeah, good too, right? And um. And so, yeah, like, uh, but like education was my key. So my senior year of college, I was like, I need to, I need to start thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest decisions. I had to give up all. I was like, I need to take the summer off to focus on, you know, building some internship experience to really think about what that next step is going to be. And I remember going into, uh, the first person I told, cause I was, I was closest to him than any other, other coaches was the strength coach mm. and i went in i was like you know i got something to tell you before i could even get it out get it out i started crying mm. i was crying because like all I, I felt at that moment this thing that had been a part of my life this thing had opened up so many doors for me to being ripped out mm. i'm never gonna put on my hands if i say this mm-hmm. I'm never gonna do this oh, am, mm-hmm. I, am i really yeah i told him i was like coach I, I'm, I'm leaving the team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my time here is done, and uh, and I just, I was crying the whole time, and I was like, tell the tell the guys, because I, I couldn't even, I didn't have the courage to go in front of the team and tell yeah. them. Yeah, I didn't have the courage to go to James Franklin for a little while and tell them. Mm-hmm. I was like, tell the guys I love them, and 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 they ended up, you know, going to two more bowl games after that. So mm-hmm. we, we were rolling, mm-hmm. and uh, but I was like, this this is the time for me to hang up my cleats. Yeah. And I didn't know what that op- that opened up a can of worms, and I had no idea. I had no idea. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, so I focused on school, I focused on the rest of the time, and you know, stayed on dean's list all those last three semesters, and mm-hmm. it was just like you know, really focused on my education. Got some internship experience at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. Mm-hmm. I met you know all these amazing people who starting businesses, advising businesses, mm-hmm. and it was just like okay, this is that next step in yeah. life. You know, you go from playing ball in school and and, and going to college to business world like, yeah this is what i've been striving for right right so i did that and you know graduated i still didn't know what i was gonna do mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all right well i should start this maybe a year too early yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. so i went back to school got my master's in accountancy uh from the business school at vandy and that just that that really you know helped launch my career started with working uh at deloitte one of the largest companies in the world big four accounting firm mm-hmm. and did that for a couple of years got into wealth management a couple years after that started rose creed and, yeah. and uh you know look up and i'm like man i've I, I built something that was just a thought yeah. mm-hmm. in my mind one day and mm-hmm. it, it turned into something that was beautiful that was helping people that was giving me this level of satisfaction mm-hmm. that you know you can't really derive from a lot of things if you're not creating like y'all creating mm-hmm. podcast like yeah. like when y'all go back and look at all the list of people y'all done interviewed mm-hmm. and, and, and nuggets y'all done gain and yeah giving, man Y'all be like, man, right? And so mm-hmm. that's what it was with Rose Creek. And a little bit about the name, the Rose 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 Creek comes from the poem by Tupac, the Rose that grew from a crack in the concrete. Right? Oh, okay. Right. Okay. And it's and, yeah. you know, wow. through all the perceived impossibility, right? You got this crack and you got mm-hmm. no light getting mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You got poor soil, yeah. mm-hmm. little water. Mm-hmm. This rose comes it's, up out of that. It's still Leo's. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. For all that adversity. The rose succeeds. Mm-hmm. The, rose grows, the rose grows, mm-hmm. and so you don't look at the rose and say, "Man, it, it, one of those petals like hanging off a little bit, and it's got some cracks." You don't look at it and say that when you know what it's been through. Exactly. Say, oh my <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look, look at that, that man. Came out of that. Yeah, so man. I felt like that was an epitome of my my entire life. Right? That's good. That's an epitome of my entire life because I'm the namesake from from my dad. Right. Yeah. I got the, I'm, I'm little red. Mm-hmm. I'm little Reggie and my dad made decisions in his life that took him away from me mm-hmm. right my dad went to prison when he was eight or mm-hmm. when I was eight mm-hmm. when he was eight would have been different yeah. uh, <laughs> when I was eight and so for the longest I, I had this void in my life mm-hmm. and we didn't really have much of a relationship before that it was mm-hmm. you know pick me up for a weekend drop me off or you know give me some shoes yeah. and go on type mm-hmm. of stuff and uh but I I longed for that mm-hmm. and I also wanted to be better mm-hmm. than all the mistakes that he had made mm-hmm. and so it was it was it was a lot of you know self-discovering growing of how do i become you know just this better version of me throughout this and and defeat all those obstacles jump over all those you know uh hurdles that were in front of me and the statistics that you know mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be walking into mm-hmm. and create something great and so rose creek was created to celebrate that in my life and then in everybody else's life who is that rose right out of concrete right, right. and man, that's good you man. know that's real good yeah real good. <laughs> i'm so stuck man just sitting here listening to you do because your story man is just by far man amazing yes uh to know that you know you came from two young parents um you know going through the things that you went through man only only i can imagine how hard it was to kind of have mom and pops not both be in the same area in the same presence during the high school years mm-hmm. I'm, and, and i just gotta i just gotta speak on my experience i don't know what i would have been able to do in your shoes because i i was blessed to have both my parents mm-hmm. in the house man in high school so just to see it from a different side of the field if that makes sense man i just i commend you bro for you know being able to stand the test of time go through the battle scars the battle wounds man the late nights early mornings you studying man i know too much more about that and just to be where you are today man mm-hmm. dude hats off to you man. Yeah, man. i appreciate it hats yeah, off man. to you man i appreciate yeah, man. it yeah, 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 man. yeah like this because people what people fail to realize man you wake up every day black yes mm-hmm. you know she weather's gonna change you're gonna change you know your clothes and it's that and mm-hmm. the third but as the three black men sitting at this table yeah, man. we wake up every day black yeah, every man. Day. so every day it comes with something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and we have to overcome that something every day as we have for the past 400 some years mm-hmm. now yes come on man yeah yes. yeah it's a it's yes. a it's a mental fortitude man and that's what i was gonna hit on you right quick before we get to this segment break uh 
all the things you said and the perseverance that you have, man, dealing with all of those things and able to rise up the way that you have, what do you attribute your mental fortitude to? Yeah. Where did they come from, man? Because I'm sitting listening to you, right? And I'm like, man, where where he getting all that stuff from, man? <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. that coming yeah. from, man? I think I think so <laughs> much of it was a lot of it is innate, right? I was mm-hmm. born with it, and mm-hmm. I can I can never describe it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some divine intervention was that, yeah, play. yeah. But then, yeah, there was, uh, you know, I I love now I love diving into psychology and understanding the mm-hmm. brain and understanding why we are the way we are Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i always you know look at is childhood development Mm -hmm. because there's so much that goes on in those early 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 stages of life that we don't ever remember so true but then they they show up in our personality they show up how we respond to different things Mm -hmm. right and so like i've always been this observer Mm -hmm. i've always been this person who thought a bunch like like productive thought i think Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh but just thought a lot about things and why things were. I asked a million questions mm-hmm. when I was younger, and I think um, I think a part of it was you know having experienced what whatever it was I experienced before mm-hmm. my recollection can recall. Those things were were tough and built that fortitude, mm-hmm. right? And I think you know I, I, I talk about you know we set these. We set these new baselines for mm-hmm. the type of stuff that we can endure, mm-hmm. whether it's physical or emotional. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're two years old and your ice cream falls, you might have a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the worst thing that doesn't happen to you in mm-hmm. that life, mm-hmm. right? right? So yeah, right, right. right. Your body's saying this is the worst. Yeah. Feel it like mm-hmm. it's the worst. But then you're seven, and one of your cousins get killed. It's like, oh, that ice cream don't even shit. Right. So you yeah, drop right. that ice cream. Right. 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 Let me just go yeah, get another scoop. Right. Exactly. Let me go yeah. get another scoop. Exactly. And, exactly. and so I think, you know, as a early at, at, at an early age, prior to I can my prior to I, when when I can even remember, there were things that happened that made all the other stuff seem less severe. Right. Right. And so it's just like, okay, I can get through this. Right. Tomorrow's gonna be better. Yeah. I can get through this. And uh, from the earliest, earliest memories, I was always like, I'm not going to have a kid at 14. I'm going to graduate from high school. Those are my two biggest goals yeah. coming up. Yeah. Like yeah. from from five years old on, yeah. right. I remember those being my drivers. Right. Because right. I saw the, the hardship it caused my parents mm-hmm. because of those things. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, if I can do just this a little bit more, then I can go on to do a little bit better. So I think it's a combination of all that. That's good, man. Nashville man, we want to thank you guys for joining us again. We got Reggie D. Ford exclusive. Y'all didn't hear me at the, yeah. at the beginning. Exclusive episode with my guy, man, Reggie D. Ford on the Black Man Venture Podcast. We'll get into our segment break. And right after our segment break, man, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Mr. Ford's book. Definitely yeah, want to get into the content behind his book, man, and what was the passion line um, as he created that. And get a little bit more into the venting on the Black Man Venture Podcast. Yeah. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? What's up, y'all? It's Reggie Ford. Just hopped on the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. One of the greatest podcasts out there with black men talking about mental health, talking about what gets under their skin and all of that thing. And I love it, man. It's just something that we need for our community to help build healthier, happier, stronger black men for this community, for our world. Check out the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. It's amazing. Just like that, Nashville. Just like that, man. We're back. We're back. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive episode that we have for you guys this Monday morning. If you're just not tuning in with us, this is the Black Man Venture Podcast. The morning exclusive episode with our guy Reggie D. Ford. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Venture today? Off the air, Nashville. We talked a little bit about just how. And let me say this again, disclaimer, Black Man Vent 2 is not racially biased or gender insensitive. We love women and we love all the other cultures that love us. But on this podcast, we talk about black man issues. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, Mr. Reggie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When dealing with the other culture and dealing with a man such as yourself who is articulate, who has 
um, you know, education background, who has the 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 experience of of, of success, if you will. Mm-hmm. But you're black. Mm-hmm. How do we put that fear into the other culture, just based off of the success that the other culture does not want us to have? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm gonna just just say for what it is: white mm-hmm. men. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Right, mm-hmm. white yes, men mm-hmm. is the other culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It is a is a challenge to the power dynamic yeah. of it all. Mm-hmm. When you see again that rose, right? That that that, that rose that we stomped on. Mm-hmm. How the hell did it rise? Mm-hmm. And not saying that any individual stomped on it, right? But the system, right? The, the system, system that we are under, yeah, the, man. the implicit things that happen and the systemic things that happen to our people over centuries yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah when that when that starts to shift and and, and, and we start to come up or, or equality even mm-hmm. is, a, is a change in power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. either somebody's feeling like they're coming down or somebody's feeling like they're coming exactly. up for us mm-hmm. to be on the same line right right and yeah. so it is it is tough for people especially when you're dealing with insecurities within yourself that you don't really recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're dealing with straight up bigotry and mm-hmm. hatred, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is a challenge to your your whole person. And yeah. so when uh, white men or when people who have been used to privilege and power see uh, someone like me, someone like you guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, succeeding is a challenge to who they are, who they've been, what mm-hmm. their heritage has mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. been, and all of that. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's terrifying. Yes, because mm-hmm. you because yes. you think, okay, this is our, our first our first instinct as as human species is preservation. Yeah, survival, mm-hmm. so man. Yeah, man. Right? Right. So true. Right. And then so if, true. If, if, so true. If, if something is threatening that survival, then yeah. it's like, oh man, let me let me let me defend myself yes. somehow mm-hmm. some right. way right. and you see it in a whole bunch of different ways and we see it in uh our politics we see it in uh legislation and social issues and all over the place mm-hmm. and and so uh it's 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 terrifying when it ought to be a big congratulatory like we coming up because yeah. because other than the pigment yes. other than the complexion yes yeah, we bleed the same yeah man, we feel the on, same come on, come on, we man. got come all on. the same yes yeah. we we got a different complexion and we experience culture a little differently mm-hmm. right other right. than that we're all the same exactly mm-hmm. and so instead of you know feeling threatened and feeling that you know i should you know whatever mm-hmm. it should be a celebration mm-hmm. I mean, we just haven't gotten there yet yep. yeah man. we haven't gotten there yet across yeah. the board i mean i there are tons of white men that i celebrate with that yeah, i love definitely. and, you and know that love definitely. me but yeah. for the for the you yeah. know for, yeah. for the systemic part of it mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. we still dealing with it. i'm yeah. glad you said that man because i don't want i'm like my son i don't want to make it sound like we against yes the white men please, in general please don't no no that. we're not against them because i got plenty of white friends that's yeah. down with me man right As a matter of fact I could tell you a story one day, but I got one white guy that I used to work with, man, that was my supervisor invested in me financially more than any black person has yeah, ever yeah, yeah. invested in me. Yeah. And he didn't even know me from I'm talking about he don't we not we not kin, we friends, right, but we're right. not blood kin. Right. And he invested into my my education, man, more than anybody. Yeah. So I, I ain't got nothing again. I'm just I, but but one thing I am against, man, is when you try to hold me down with your power and your stature and I'm trying to come up man and you see me trying to come up and you doing everything you can to hold me down because of the pigment on my skin. Yeah. Now I'm against that. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely man I gotta it's an analogy that just popped up in my head man I gotta go ahead and say it while it's in my head. When you talk about your Rose Creek Foundation, man, or your um, your, your organization and whatnot, how the rose is is being born from concrete, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's coming out of that crack. For 400 years, man, you got to think of concrete and think of like the highways and what concrete is made of. Anytime you get a pothole, you get a crack, you get anything, man, that's kind of kind of desurfacing mm-hmm. that concrete. What these folks do, they mm-hmm. pave right That's over. Right. Uh-huh. You know cover it up, cover it up. Yeah. This, this police brutality Ooh. stuff, this 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 empowerment, these women rights, mm-hmm. all this stuff. That's potholes in this society. No man, oh, man. Pot- like you, you follow me, right? Uh-huh. It's potholes, man. A rose may may be trying to creep Ooh, out from yeah. a pothole. Yeah. What they gonna do? Mm-hmm. They gonna pave right they gonna over. They gonna cover yeah. it up. Four hundred yeah. years, yeah, man, man. We've been paved over the highway, man, of freedom. That's why when June nineteenth was it? When Juneteenth just passed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I lived it. Oh yeah, I lived it, man. 
Absolutely. for every black man and black Absolutely. woman. Mm-hmm. All due respect for today being being the fourth and whatnot, man, and and, I, and you know freedom to our country and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But man, let's be real, man. Yeah. We ain't been free and still ain't free. Yeah, you know what I'm saying right. because these the I gotta say it these white men and this other culture man will continue to pave mm-hmm. over these potholes mm-hmm. of suppressed trauma you yeah. know what i'm saying these mm-hmm. potholes is trauma these yeah oh yeah without are, a doubt uh 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 you know just past experiences from our ancestors right. mm-hmm. of, of of blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. that's been put into this world mm-hmm. to make it to july the fourth oh without today, a doubt man. yeah and yeah. that's just kind of where we at man and we have to embrace that again we not again racially biased agenda and sensitive but we too gonna tell thing, the truth though we black and we gonna tell the truth <laughs> we gonna tell the truth man understanding yeah, man, man. it's taking a lot for their roles to come out there mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and and you know we ain't got into it yet but the intergenerational part mm-hmm. of ptsd perseverance through severe dysfunction mm-hmm. yes. breaking the curse of intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. that that intergenerational trauma is on a personal level with you know uh grandpa grandma grandma mm-hmm. mom like it's on that yes. level yeah man but yes. it's also on the level that you're talking about yes. right like great 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 whomever mm-hmm. was oppressed yeah and and yes beaten and raped and yeah. yes yeah. and then those yeah. issues get passed down to a generation come on now right come on, man whether on, whether man. consciously or subconsciously uh-huh. and uh-huh. so and then you see it coming up in in, in our everyday lives exactly. today exactly and so it's about it's about how do we get that that freedom that liberation yes that every man deserve every man woman every every being deserves yes yeah man how do we get to that point and that's that's the the journey that we are on and that's the fight that we've been fighting and and until people uh put put themselves in our shoes Mm -hmm. then it's like it's like you don't it's hard to understand right like for instance i i i did my first time saying this i don't even think i I told this person this but uh you know i'm i'm upset about Roe v. Wade being overturned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. thought, yeah, mm-hmm. because you're you're telling me, you're telling every, uh, not even just woman, right? I was listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. There are folks in the LGBTQ community who are affected by this mm-hmm. yeah, from a health yes. standpoint, mm-hmm. from a choice standpoint, mm-hmm. from like this is my body standpoint. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. it's just being totally disregarded and and used in a way to again control that power oh dynamic. yeah without a doubt and yeah, yeah one thing that uh one of my friends was saying she was like it's hard being a single woman and you see crickets or you hear crickets mm. from from potential suitors uh or or, or males who you know they want to have relations with and it's like you don't care about me to, mm-hmm. to not even like vocalize yeah. your frustration with this if you have frustration mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And so I was like, dang, that reminds me of myself. Yeah. Rewind June 2nd, 2022 or yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. The black, the the little black square, the blackout mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I was literally, I was purging people mm-hmm. off of my pages. I'm like, mm-hmm. they don't care about me. They ain't post. They they posted a, a happy ass picture today. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sad as hell. So no, nope, they, they don't feel my pain. Yeah. Right, right, they don't right. Feel my yeah. pain. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I had to check myself because not everybody is is socially active on their social media. True. That's right. That's true. That's true. Not That's people, true. Everybody's That's thoughts true. aren't being put out there to the world right. like a lot of ours. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like I checked myself. I'm like, listen, I don't know what that person is doing behind closed doors, yeah. how they're educating themselves, yeah, man. how they're confronting their family members. So like I, you know, I I, I took less stock in seeing that black post mm-hmm. and and more in like the people and how they engage with the world and yeah. what their actions say. Right. Uh but you know, it is frustrating when it's such a big issue to you and you don't hear anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go. Let's rewind mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. to when I was at the wealth management firm I went to. It was in the heart of Bellmead, mm-hmm. Nashville. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was hard for me there, it was socially hard because I was I was one of two black people. The other black person was in his 60s. Mm-hmm. And so he had been brought up in finance in yeah. Nashville yeah. to assimilate. To how everything was going yeah i'm coming in with this whole new sense of self sense of being sense yeah, of man. blackness all of this mm-hmm. and there was a lot of stuff happening by the in the time that i was working there mm-hmm. that you would never hear 
brought up. No, I wanted to come and vent mm-hmm. in the in the in the yeah. by the cooler, right? Yeah, I wanted yeah, to come yeah, and yeah. talk about yeah. like, oh my God, did you see yeah. the news last night? Did you see that last yeah. night? Yeah. And there was nobody to talk to about that. Wow. Other than the older black gentleman mm-hmm. that I mentioned. And um and there was crickets from my white counterparts who, you know, again, love me. Right, mm-hmm. show love, mm-hmm. but I'm, I need the compassion. I need the empathy. Mm-hmm. I need the action. I need you converting power into. Yeah, I, need, yeah, I need all that, right, man, to right. feel, yeah. you know, that love even further. And so, yeah, it's 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 tough when you feel so passionate passionately about something, mm-hmm. and you don't hear or see the 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 other side, whatever that other side is, yeah. fighting for that as well. Yeah, yeah. man, most definitely. Yeah. Most hey, definitely. man, so talking about the passion man and we want to get off into this piece man because we don't want to want to give you enough time to explain it all man mm-hmm. so the passion behind the book man yeah, yeah. Just tell us yeah. about the book man yeah. tell us about the book perseverance through severe dysfunction mm-hmm. breaking the curse of intergenerational trauma as a black man in mm-hmm. america that's a, a mouthful that's a mm-hmm. it's it's loaded with so much mm-hmm. and you know there's so much behind it and I've alluded to a few of the things while we've been talking mm-hmm. here today, but I don't even think that I could even scratch the surface in, you know, in one podcast. We'll be here for a whole season. So you know, basically, so, yeah. so basically, <laughs> so basically, what you're saying, buy the book, buy the book. Listen, buy the book. I, I, I recorded the audio book too. Now, did you? Which, Who, what, which platform is the audio book on? Everything. So okay. Most people are getting it off Audible. You can okay. get it off Libby if you want to get it for free. I'm not mad at it. I want you to gain, get the content. I don't care if you okay. buy it, like get the content. Libby, okay. I'm is on an Libby app. too. Yes, okay. get it, okay. listen to it. I'm recording. It's my voice. You hear the pain? Oh, you for hear real? It. Yeah, yeah, man. That's you cool. hear it. That's and cool. so, the the book started from a situation in my life where I had very few outlets to vent. Mm-hmm. Right, I. I was sitting down with my grandma right before Christmas and she's on the phone after, you know, uh, going to her doctor and she's on the phone just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she hung up the phone and just let out this, this huge sigh. I was like, ain't this some shit? Mm. I'm like, what's going on? They just told me I got brain tumors. Wow, man. And so mm. she had, she had mm. had lung cancer that metastasized hit her brain, had multiple tumors on her brain. Mm. And this is right before, you know, right before Christmas. So we gearing up for the holidays and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. But I'm like, at the back of my mind, I'm like, nah, everything gonna be cool. Yeah, right? like, she, she, she a fighter. She's yeah, been fighting. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I'm like, yeah. things gonna be cool. And so, you know, fast forward, she had a, a surgery to remove one of the multiple tumors. And man, January 1st of 2019 was like the start of the worst experience of my life uh i got a call that that morning and i'm thinking my dad's you know happy new year mm-hmm. my dad calls me and says something ain't right and this is a couple days after the surgery i'm like whatever i'm coming boom i hop in the car i drive over there and my dad is like in a trance he's 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 just like going with the motions and i'm like something something right with him right mm-hmm. now and i'm i gotta go check on grandma i see her laying out on the bed stiff as a plank and i'm like oh, she's gone and, wow. and something told me wow something told me to look just keep looking and i saw her move mm-hmm. so i was like wait she all right so i go in there and it, it just like i was still scared because her 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 body was again stiff mm-hmm. her, everything was tight mm-hmm. her eyes were bulging out of her head oh, lips were pressed together and i'm like Going on, and rush her to the hospital. EMTs doing all they work and everything and everything. Come to find out, Grandma tried to overdose on insulin and and take her own life after wow. after you know the surgery, the diagnosis, mm-hmm. and all this. And I'm thinking, my Grandma has never been suicidal. We talk mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. We and like even that's like if, if if we're down, we talk about stuff like that. Right, right, right. And I'm like this. I, you never know, but I'm like, maybe this would have come up or something. And and so I'm sitting beside our hospital bed and she's like, why am I here? Like, I want it to be gone. I'm like, it hurt mm, to hear that. Wow. It hurt to hear that. Mm, she wow. was tired of fighting, man. She, and, and that's what I thought, uh-huh. right? That's what you hear. But we later found out 
one, she was fresh off having her brain open. And when that right. oxygen hits the brain, it starts to have these effects on your brain. Mm-hmm. She was over prescribed a, a medicine, mm-hmm. a, a steroid to mm-hmm. keep the swelling down. Mm-hmm. She was taking like eight mm-hmm. times the amount wow. she was supposed to be taking wow. at a normal dosage. Let's say she's supposed to take 10 milligrams. Mm-hmm. At 10 milligrams, it's going to give you psychosis. Right. It's one mm-hmm. of the side effects yeah. is psychosis. Mm-hmm. You're out of your mind. You're mm-hmm. ready to you know, yeah. take mm-hmm. your life. At eight times, she's like, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, man. And so yeah. we we had to, you know, make sure she was safe until that medicine got out of her body. Mm-hmm. And she's like, after the medicine wore off, she's like, I did what? She wow. she was I literally like, like, I would See, never like like and, and I was, light and on like, some Whoa. Stuff, man. And I yeah. believe it. so I was pissed off at the doctors. Yeah. I was pissed off at everything. Yeah. And uh, but you know, and then then I started, you know, I was like, I, I wanna be here now. You know, cause, cause it was a lot of my dad. My dad was, you know, stressing out. He wanted to just leave. He wanted to just like run away from mm-hmm, me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I kind of understand. I'm pissed that you want to do that, but I kind of understand, right? You going through it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I was there, and uh, I ain't get no sleep because I was like, if she like if she tried to trick us and tell us she wasn't really suicidal mm-hmm. or what, like so I, I didn't sleep. I'm, I'm taking all the knives out the house. I'm taking the, ins- I'm giving her insulin now. I'm doing all of this. Mm-hmm. And man, like I'll tell you, January 3rd, I was like, wait a minute, this has just been three days. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find an outlet. Right, yeah. right, right. So I started journaling in my phone and uh, that became my process nearly every day of just talking about what was going on. And it would, it would range from really, really long descriptions of day-to-day activities to I can't believe this shit mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or quotes you know I, I was just looking at it the other day I still got it on my phone it's like I'm gonna kill his ass and that's not a quote for me that's mm-hmm. a quote from what the environment that was just yeah. stirring up around me yeah 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 and I'm like oh my god like it was so much going on and by the time my grandmother passed uh spoiler alert uh six months later I took all those journal entries from six months of my life, mm-hmm. put it in my computer, and it was 60 pages. Mm. And I was like, whoa. And it was therapeutic to, mm-hmm. to get it out. And then I started to yes. read through some of it. And it was, it was some of it was triggering, some of it was like, that's behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, I need to keep doing this. So I just I, I color-coded it. Yeah. I mm-hmm. color-coded different things based off of who the person was was talking, well, who that you know particular passage was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote up to the color. That was my in my process. Like this is not how I learned how to write in school or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I'm just gonna take memories and write up to the color. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my earliest memories and just started writing about mom, writing about pops, writing about my grandparents, writing about different people, writing about and and man, it 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 took a lot of massage and it took a lot of there was a collective effort with my editors and a whole bunch of other folks. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it eventually became man a best selling book about my life before I was thirty years old. Come like on, man. that wow. just it blows that's my amazing, mind sometimes. Wow. That's because, amazing, that's man. So cool. Like that's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking before mm-hmm. before the pod. Like it it was a it felt like a calling because at times during during this process I was I was I was in the worst mental health shape of my life, mm-hmm. and I uh there were days there there was weeks at a time leading up to like months where I did not get any sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would, I would, I would with TV on, I could fall asleep and then I would like pop back up. Like mm-hmm. as soon as my eyes closed mm-hmm. and I would just be up and my heart would be racing and everything else. So I'm like, okay, you know, my whole, my whole life has been like drive, go work, work, work. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if I am up, I might as well be working. So I just would write mm-hmm. and I would just write and mm-hmm. I'd be up. My wife, she'll, she'll, she'll get up in the middle of the night, see me and she's, Home. Like she, 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 she know I'm hurt, <laughs> but she don't know what to say. She don't know what to do, and she's and, yeah, you know. But she has sleep when she's saying it. So right. two seconds later, she yeah. right back, back out. Yeah, and, and you know, I just like man, let me just keep writing. Yeah, and it just seems to be helping a little bit. At least I'm getting something out. Mm-hmm. And and man, like I just I just did that for a really long time, and and it was a lot of self. I was I was learning about myself through the process. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, yeah, it, it turned into what it did. Man, that's amazing, man. That is amazing. And I think about your wife, man, but at the end of the day, 
they're still your support she was there she was there she was there right exactly right exactly man she that's made, big yeah. man yeah, yeah she big. may not know what to say but 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 just just that on yeah yeah right, <laughs> right. it does, it does. You, you think about it, like like yeah. if you if you talking it and like the, the, those non-verbal cues even the hums and things like that mm-hmm. uh when if like the preacher get up there you want him? Mm. You want mm. yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we, when we communicate yeah, like yeah, that yeah, with man. each other, yeah. it makes us feel something. And yeah, man. Else, yeah. Even yeah. that right there was was helpful. And, and think about that. That's our people, man. We that's where we operate now. You know, we talked about a little bit earlier about men being uh, intellectuals and fixture uppers and this, that, and women being emotional. But at the end of the day, culturally, we people that feel, though. Feel. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. You know I, I, I almost think it's redundant. People mm-hmm. feel like like that's that's human. Yeah. That's yeah. human nature yeah, man. is mm-hmm. to feel. Like, we all got emotion, and, and we get told by society time at times to a lot of times especially men especially yes. black men yeah man that you don't show those emotions yes that so that true. makes you weak yes. so true that makes you you know all kind of other bad words that we used to call people mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like it's like no like that makes me human mm-hmm. if, exactly. I, if i get out here and anger ah like yeah. that that's an emotion we sometimes okay with right mm-hmm. but what about the sadness what about the anxiety what mm-hmm. about the depression what about mm-hmm. you know just just sometimes it's even like look down upon if you too damn happy look at this mm-hmm. goofy yeah. ass. <laughs> right. i can't be happy now that's right. Right. That's right. and so that's it's right. like yeah. let that's me so experience true. the the whole spectrum of that's emotions so that we yeah. have mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. i think that's good man i think you're so right man and and just the fact that you like even being on this podcast and telling us about the experience with your grandmother, man, and being vulnerable in that situation. We even had a season on grief, man. We had some guys came over here and they talked about grief mm, yeah. and they were vulnerable, man. Mm, and them yeah. dudes was letting it out, man. But yes. they needed that, Need man. It. And we need, need that, it. man. And, and, and that book you got, man, I'm going to listen to because yes. I am on living, man. And I'm going to check it out, man, because one thing I like, man, is that you telling your story and the fact that it's a bestseller think about all those people that it helped man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah so let me ask you this is another book in the making Woo-wee. um <laughs> not in the making i can uh-huh. say that it's not in the make maybe maybe in my mind but nothing's on paper okay uh but i do as i as i talk more as i discover more about myself about society about the world mm-hmm. i got more yeah. Oh yeah. One. Oh yeah. So, yeah. You know, I don't yeah, think yeah. you'd be a one-hit one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perseverance through severe dysfunction, breaking the curse of intergenerational trauma as a black man in America. Y'all go bad it. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Y'all go check that out, man. Pops, how we how we looking on time, man? We want to mm-hmm. make sure we keep our audience tuned in, man. But Nashville, man, this has been another great episode. While we got about five minutes to work with, uh, Reggie, do me a favor, man, and give Nashville. Um, all of your social media tags, man, yeah. where you can be found at your website. Uh, mm-hmm. Throw your book in there one more time. And yeah. uh, do know that when we post this episode, it'll be available to our audience as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can learn more about me. Uh, contact me at ReggieD4.com. Social media, Instagram is ReggieD4. Twitter is ReggieD4. Facebook is ReggieD4FB. Hey, no. But uh, <laughs> and uh, LinkedIn Reggie D Ford if uh, you want to talk about some business stuff there mm-hmm. and then uh, the book Perseverance Through Severe Dysfunction you can get on Amazon you can get at Barnes and Noble Walmart Target whatever you, wherever you get your books you can get that and mm-hmm. the audio book is available the ebook is available um, and and it's it's a book about my life but one of the things that really made it a story that connected with so many people was that. I took experiences that I thought were were unique to me mm-hmm. and only my experience and did some research behind that and, and saw all of these connections with larger epidemics and things that were going on mm-hmm. in our country yeah. uh, throughout my lifetime and even, you know, leading up to it with different generations of people that have been affected by, you know, all types of trauma. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it, 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 it re- resonates with everybody. Mm-hmm. So true. 
Social family movement. dysfunction we mm-hmm. all got that mm-hmm. all, you know the trauma mm-hmm. that we face we all got that mm-hmm. like and so it, it it resonates with with nearly everybody mm-hmm. yes sir mm-hmm. nashville man make sure y'all go check that episode episode <laughs> y'all gonna check this episode out anyway yeah. make sure you go check the book out man reggie d ford check out that book on all our platforms make sure you guys pay attention to our postings on our social media mm-hmm. to follow those links the website and again check out my guy reggie d ford and his book man but exclusive man i, I told y'all yeah, it was gonna man. be an exclusive yeah, man I, and pops i don't know yep. about you man but i love it yeah, man, this was on point, man. This was on point, and I really appreciate uh, Mr. Reggie uh, for coming on, man. I like to call him Mr. because he's a young man, but he's still a <laughs> Mr. to me. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just respect level, man, yeah. that I learned that from being a little, little dude, oh, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, last but not least, man, I appreciate your willingness to come on our show, but also I appreciate your respect level, man, because you came in and you respected our platform, man, and you just gave it to us raw, man, you gave it to us real, man, and that's what our audience expects, man, and we appreciate that, and also, man, I just want to say, man, I wish you many blessings, peace and blessings right. on the rest of your journey, man, because I think some of the things you're doing, especially I was just thinking about, and we might have to do another show on this, man, about the financial end mm, for yeah. black men. Yeah. Maybe we might have to bring you back on, man, yeah. just to talk about finances in a black man, because that's one place where we don't do well sometimes with our monies, man. We we so quick to spend money, but not quick to save and yeah. invest. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we yeah. might have to bring you back if you don't mind, man. On that on that season, man. Hey, this this feel like home. So I'm yeah. coming back whenever. Y'all yeah, let me that's know. cool, man. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's what, man. Y'all tune in and stay focused with us, man. Throughout this season, again, this season is dedicated to music and entertainment. But we had to have this as an exclusive episode because Reggie D. Ford is an exclusive brother. <laughs> yeah, so man. make sure y'all tap into his website and uh, make sure y'all uh, again. Share this episode, like this episode, give us feedback, Nashville. Uh, check out our uh, Facebook page, get into our email, man, and give us feedback on how you guys like this episode being an exclusive episode on the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? That's all we got. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can, and you can't do what you can't. Pop. Until next week, Nashville, it's a wrap. Black Man, don't get trapped.